Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Beakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. I was thinking about... I want everyone to think for themselves. That way more people uh, will think like me. But, <laughs> but, but how do you get people from the place that they're at to begin thinking for themselves? Threats and violence. Bribery. Well, no, oh. that's, that's the wrong way. Oh, okay. Like, well, what Peekless said then. Bribery? Yes. Yeah? Yes. No, no, th- th- this is a yeah, legitimate question that, that comes up from time to time. Well, no, seriously, like, why bother learning economics? I mean, it's a pain. So why would you yeah, bother? Most don't. Right. Most people are not interested in it in the first place. Yeah. So they would have to become interested in economics in order to learn economics. And why would you do that? Well, if it's the difference between being rich and being poor, that's why. Yeah, quite honestly, what got me looking into just money, right? We'll call it economics, but I mean, like, well, what is money, mm-hmm. right? Everybody, everybody, they're like, oh, it's dollars. Well, n- no, no, because money is a, a global thing. Not it's, even the dollar is a dollar. It, right. It's The a human, dollar has a definition. It's like in the federal code, and it's not what you carry in your pocket. Yeah. It's it's a human construct, or at least a primate construct, because even, even uh, primates will use things like rocks or colored stones and you know, that kind of thing as a, a weird well, as form Well, as I understand, of it was um, uh, meat that usually gets used. Right. Um, so, but coming back to the dollar, I read this this week. Uh, since gold has now reached its all-time high. Yeah! Woo! This week of, what was it, 2000? Finally broke 2000 for the month. Yeah, it was 2000. Because, like, it would pop up over 2000 yeah. for a day and then immediately crash back down. Yeah. Like a few times. But since that happened, what that means is that your one U.S. dollar today is worth a penny compared to the U.S. dollar pre-1913. Mm. So in 1912, right, before the you know the, the first steps of taking the dollar off the gold standard, right, uh, the, <laughs> you're holding on to a penny. Yeah, from the OG dollar back when it was actually pegged to gold, right? When it actually was backed by something of value. There was a, there was another headline this week, similar vein, but it more in to do with inflation. Yeah, that the individuals now, in order to maintain the same standard of living they had in just 2021, need eleven thousand more dollars this year. Than two years ago I'm not to maintain surprised. the same standard. Have of you gone grocery shopping? Mm. Have you, I have. you know, paid your right. electric bill recently? <laughs> My electric bill's like pretty, okay, pretty but regular. Like, yeah. Have you gone out to a restaurant? Yeah, no, because I can't afford it anymore. I right? was I was reading something on I think it was maybe the Twitter. I'm not sure where it was, but uh, somebody posted uh, took a, a family of uh, six, uh, two adults, four children to like Panera, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was seventy six dollars. And, like, in my head, I'm like, well, that seems cheap. For Panera? Okay. I mean, for, like, if I go out, I mean, granted, I'm drinking alcohol, right? So, like, okay. I, I'm going to have a cocktail, right? I'm going to order my meal. And that's, like, 50 bucks. Yeah. Right? No matter where I go. I can go to a chain. I can go to mom and pop. I mean, almost everywhere I go, it's right around the $50 mark. That used yeah. to be 20 bucks some time ago. Mm-hmm. Dinner for two at McDonald's is, like, 30 bucks now for yeah. two adults. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. like, the fast food is almost as expensive as the sit-down yeah. chains. Like, what, what it, can you know? And then <laughs> Biden, yeah, and then Biden's all like, "Oh yeah, there's no inflation." No, BS. it's potent. It's potent. Yeah, it's potent. Potent and, price hike. And my boss, ignorant to these things, right? Will will like literally tell the employees that asking for a raise is what's causing all this inflation. Oh, God. Like it's your higher wages that's what's making this spiral out of control. You see, it's. Having a cart behind the horse yeah. that makes the the horse go forward. That's yeah. uh, that's how it works. I I have called them out on this, <laughs> you know, because I don't care. But yeah. to 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 prepare, and I don't know if he's doing it on purpose, right? Because if he's doing it on purpose, so he doesn't have to give raises yeah. to a whole bunch of people, like tactically well played, right? But I think he's just ignorant. No, and most know likely how to he's it. he is repeating the talking points of the media that he consumes. NPR, because that is one of the places that they will. 
point the finger of inflation yeah. is, oh, it's all those workers demanding wages. And yeah. another place is, oh, well, it's all those prices that they're that the greedy corporate overlords are raising. Well, that's what Biden said this week. Yeah. Right? Inflation is down. You guys start, lo- start lowering your prices. It's like, shoot, man, I knew it. I knew we had this golden age where all of the corporate overlords were just not greedy. Yeah. And I guess that's over Let's now. get back to that. Let's see if I can find the quote from Biden. Any corporation that has not brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down... <laughs> Even as the supply chains have been rebuilt, it's time to stop price gouging. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Hey, this is Zephan. Hey, Zephan. You're live on the radio. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to call about uh, AFP National's decision recently to endorse uh, Nikki Haley. Um, uh, who and what? Horrible... Uh, the Americans well, for Prosperity. Well, yeah, okay, thank you for explaining the acronym to our listeners. Americans for Prosperity yeah. have have what now? They've they said Nikki Haley's they, their girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've endorsed Nikki Haley, which is really disappointing because uh, Americans for Prosperity uh, is supposed to be a libertarian group. Uh, it's supposed to get some of that sweet Coke money, um, but apparently the K O C H, not C O K E. Right. For our they're right, not in exactly. bed with the CIA. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Well, they're endorsing Nikki Haley, so who knows at this point? Yeah, good point. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that this is the sign that, unfortunately, this organization on a national level has uh, fallen to the military-industrial complex, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Um, but within New Hampshire, um, the most based uh, affiliate of AFP, um, there's been dissension, dissension amongst the ranks of people. Um, like there was, um, there's a person that's been organizing there for a while, uh, Chris, uh, who on Twitter, um, announced that he was, um, basically not going to put any energy into this effort, you know, because his principles come first. Um, and he's putting his job on the line, um, because he, you know, he, he believed in Americans for Prosperity as like an organization that could espouse libertarian values, um, like particularly in New Hampshire, um, but to see to see this happen, like basically nobody uh, that I know that works in the uh, uh, New Hampshire AFT office like is is appreciative of this uh, decision. How are um, they rationalizing the endorsement? Like, what's their reason? Um, basically, their main reason is they just want Trump to be defeated. Okay. Um, they the way that uh, Trump it, derangement syndrome. Yeah. Well, that's I on mean, both sides. They, oh yeah. Okay. Well, but I think the way that they view it is that um, Trump, they think, has uh, a very low probability of being reelected. And so they want to support somebody that they feel like is going to have a higher probability of being elected, um, but is also, you know, not a Democrat. Um, So I guess I don't know how you get to that conclusion. Like, how do you decide that Trump has a low chance of winning? Like he's have, gonna be in jail in Georgia. Yeah, that actually increases his chance of winning. Not if he's in jail in Georgia. Not, no, have you <laughs> looked at this? Every single time that they're like, oh, we're bringing him up on these charges, his popularity goes up. His popularity goes up, but if he's convicted in Georgia, he like is no longer eligible. That's not true, actually. No, you can be in jail and get elected president. From j- he's I mean, gonna I... serve his term from jail in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. The- the worst part about all of this, though, is that I would rather have Joe Biden win than Nikki Haley win, yeah. um, because Ugh. she is terrible. I know, right? Yeah, no, it's, she, she really is that bad. From you. Oh, that, that just, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it made me queasy inside just hearing that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and and um, yeah, so I and I don't take that lightly, you know, because we've all seen how horrible Joe Biden has been, um, but. I think that one of the main things that's inspiring her uh, to run is to make it so that World War III becomes a reality, um, you know, and for no other reason but to, like, uh, increase the uh, profits of, of the military-industrial complex. So it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Do we have a definition being... for World War III at this point? Can someone tell me, like, what, what it will take for World War III to be, like, a term that's going on? That's a good question. Well, but I would say Russia's at war with Ukraine. China's at war with Taiwan. Yep. North Korea, South Korea, whatever. Yep. Uh, so 
China isn't America, at war with you, Taiwan yet. The United well. States is at war with its own citizens. <laughs> well, and uh, it seems like there's war all over the world, but no world war. Well, and so that's the difference. Having wars, plural, okay. between different countries, uh, between Ukraine and Russia, between, uh, you know, if China does go to war with, uh, with Taiwan, Taiwan, but Taiwan is not defended by America, then that would not be a world war. That would okay. be a war in the world. But if you have a single war where like uh, Russia and China are on one side and Europe and North America are on the other side, that, that would be uh, World War III. Let's go to Gigi in South Carolina. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, everybody. Richie, good so, to hear you no, back. I haven't gone anywhere. I've been on well, more I than I used to be. For a few times that I called in, you weren't one of the guest hosts. So you welcome back. You might be back. calling in on Sundays again because I yes, moved my sir. days. Yeah, yeah, we moved Richie yes. from Sunday back to or uh, over to Saturday. Someone oh, okay. strong well, enough to take Ian's seat on Saturday on nights panel. had good to occupy to hear you the back chair. Back on the panel. I enjoy your contributions and your humor. Number one, I sent my weekly letter to Ian. Every week, I send Ian a letter because I value this program. And for those of you yes. listening, we'll post a link on our social media with the directions and address how you can write Ian. Uh, we'll also post yes, a link sir. for Number how to write audio. Regarding the removal as United States Congressman from Nassau County, New York, Long Island, Mr. Santos, I have a question for everybody out there listening, as well as for all three of the hosts this evening. Understanding what the allegations against him continue to be, as well as the many, many charges levied against him in federal court, I am still asking from a constitutional perspective, and you know how crazy I am about civil liberties, everybody. Was this, in fact, a denial of Mr. Santos's due process? A wonderful argument, in my personal opinion, could be made in that regard. That's just my opinion. And I'll, lastly, I'll Captain, say no. You, but go pardon? Ahead. I'll say no, but go ahead and finish your next point. Okay. Separate from the rules of Congress, was it a violation of his due process accorded to every resident and citizen and non-resident? In the United States, because the Constitution does not specify due process is only given to U.S. citizens. So that's my argument playing devil's advocate. And lastly, prior to this commercial just done, the captain asked anybody out there listening, have you ever risked your profession or career for something you truly believed in. Yes, personally, I did when I was a full-time professor at a public institution in Miami, Florida. Mm -hmm. I had a former mayor of the county of Miami-Dade come and lecture as a guest to my political science class. During the course of his presentation, he stated something as a declarative statement to which I vehemently opposed. I raised my hand, I stood up, ladylike and composed, and I gave my response. About 10 days later, in my office, my chairperson at the time asked me to send a letter to the mayor apologizing for my statement oh, no. in response to his statement, and I refused. She brought me up on charges at a faculty meeting and wanted me terminated. I stood my ground, and I, at the time, was publishing on the appellate level in Florida, and my father was still a licensed practicing criminal court judge. And I called and I said, Daddy, 
help me, I'm drowning. <laughs> and we stood our ground and argued in the faculty meeting, and I prevailed. I didn't let her screw me over, even you. at the threat of being terminated what? professionally and losing my salary. So, Captain, I've done it. Let me let me tie your two points together. Then, had yes, you sir. been had you been terminated, would you have considered that a violation of your due process rights? Yes, sir, because we cited it. Oh, Richie, I like when you're there. We cited it in my presentation, both orally and typed and submitted. Yes, we cited the importance of freedom of academic speech on a university-slash-college environment. We also cited due process of an open format that the college advocates in their statement and in their mission statement in particular, whether it's faculty or students, and the importance of equal protection. Amendments 5, 14 were both cited when I argued my position. You bet I did. Due process, it means a sort of different thing when you are government as compared to when you are an employee. So like as an employee, I have no right to go to trial in order to get fired or not get fired. Well, but you, yes, you have no right to go to trial on whether or not you get fired, but if you get arrested for shoplifting mm-hmm. and your employer goes like, we don't want him here and they fire you, mm-hmm. and then you go ahead and you beat the shoplifting charge and found not guilty, you don't get, automatically get your job back. They weren't in violation of some employment contract That's true. by firing you for the arrest. That's true. Right? It's a, it's a separate issue. They can fire you for being arrested. They can fire you for not being arrested. Mm-hmm. They can fire you for whatever reason they want. Right, and irregardless of what you're facing in in legal land, yeah. And so, if Congress has irregardless, the, irregardless, it's a, it's both a word and not a word. It's eerie. This is how we get clear communication here. Yeah. Okay. So I just like saying it because I saw it on Mind Mencia once, and it's just uh, <laughs> irregardless. Okay. So they're not an employer. That's not what's going on here. Got it. But they, if there's like what we what we don't know is whether or not there's a procedure in place to oust him. And I'm pretty sure there's not. You're pretty sure there's not, but we don't know. I think the procedure... Let's let's examine this from both possibilities then. Hold on. I think the procedure is exactly what happened, right? Uh, They took a vote. He was expelled from the House in a bipartisan vote on Friday. Yeah, that's not in there. Dozens of his Republican colleagues joining Democrats and ousting him from Congress. That's not in the Constitution. Are they allowed to do that? I mean... Neither is the Patriot Act. Like, right. I mean, has that ever stopped these bastards okay. from doing whatever Their the they want? Their ability to pass the Patriot Act is in the Constitution. Let's not dive okay. into that. Yeah. Right. Okay. They they took a vote to oust him. Yeah. Is that legal or not legal, regardless <sighs> of you. his legal problems with his twenty eight federal? Felonies? Well, I think that it's super illegal. I so think, number one, yes. you're the selection. That, you no, don't no, no, know. no, no, no. This part I actually know. Okay. So this part of the Constitution was a big kerfuffle because it's been being violated for Another a good, good long word. time. Okay. So it originally the selection of these representatives was exclusively, exclusively and explicitly left up to the states. Okay. And then Congress illegally passed a law, well, specifically an amendment, changing the way that these representatives were selected. Okay. Now, that was itself illegal, and it continues to be done illegally. Okay. Now, this is that squared. So, on top of the fact that your your representatives are selected at a federal level instead of a state level, which is illegal, they are now not only selected federally, they are ousted federally, which not only is there no process for, they have no, uh, at least according to their documents, they have no authority to do that. Let me throw this back so, at yeah, you. So, yeah, dude should totally go to work tomorrow let anyway. Me, let me throw this back at you. If he was installed illegally, uh-huh. then he ought not be there to begin with. Ah, and but all the people home. that are voting on him were also installed illegally. Doesn't, then none of them should be there, and right. he ought not go to work yes, tomorrow. Yes, finally, <laughs> none of them should be there. They all ought not go to work tomorrow. All of them. That's true. Senators, you know, whatever port part of government you work for, just don't go in, because you've been installed right. illegally. Yeah. 
If you won a fraudulent election, you were not the president. And the wild thing is that they've managed to convince people, A, that all of this could be legitimate ever, and B, that this particular way of doing this is legitimate. I, like, okay, the, the Confederate States of America were never dissolved, so there is no legitimacy to the, the United States of America. I, I want to tell you, just, just even by, under their insane rules, just by skimming this article now, I have discovered why the rest of the the Congress critters uh, are doing this, mm. right? And it's so. I mean, once I read this to you, you're gonna be like, "Well, of course, right?" It's because they're jealous that they didn't think of this stuff first, right? <laughs> Go on. The charges stemmed from fraudulent schemes and brazen misrepresentations that were meant to enrich Santos as he ran for Congress," said the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York. Okay. So, They're all doing it then. No, no, they are, but like he did it in a way that enriched him not once he got to Congress, but on his way into getting it. And they were like, why didn't we think of that? No, they're all doing it. There's all misappropriation of campaign funds all over the place. Okay. But he did it in such a way that they're just like, oh, he can't do that. We didn't get to do that. Like, it's, yeah, it's, okay. Why didn't we get to? We've got Rob in Vermont calling. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. I got to agree with Richie. I would really like to see, some, you know, more knockdown, drag out fights between the uh, between the two parties. Like there was, there was one that came close. What was it? A couple, two, three weeks ago, Bernie Sanders was overseeing the hearing, and you know, guy that you know represented the uh, uh, was a Teamsters union, I think. He challenged the senator to. You know, to stand his butt up. Well, no, it was the other way around. It was the senator that challenged the teamster to do what? Challenged him to a fight. Nice. Because the the senator was like like an independent plumber or something like in his past life. And the teamster was protecting the unions. He's like, we can do this like men and we can just step outside. And the teamster guy's like, whenever you want to. The guy goes, okay, let's just do it now. And then starts to get up and walk outside and teamster guy's like, nope, sit down, sit down, sit down. And then his boss, you know, tell to tell him to sit down and you're not going to go out and fight. Well, I guess we know who won no, that. I, yeah, the senator. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. The senator did hey. He was getting ready to take off his wedding band. He, you know, I, I mean, I think that we need to see more of this because yes. these people, they cause harm to all of us. Right. I think we you need know? to reclaim our heritage because back in the day... Congress would fist fight each other. Like, they'd go to Congress to vote with, like... What? Yeah, they would go to work with canes, with heavy balls on the top, because they might need to bash some skulls in. He said heavy This balls. is actually yep. a, th- a thing that we used to do in this country, and I think we should do more of it, because then they're fighting each other, yeah. and not all of us. Yeah, I want, like, if politicians have to exist, uh, particularly... When they have an an inter-country conflict, right? Uh, they should not conscript the young, right? Give them guns and tell them to go fight people they've never met, whom they have no quarrel with, etc. and so on. No, instead, they should have the balls to get in the ring with one of these other lead, supposed leaders of the I'm supposed I'm glad you countries. guys are, like, finally coming on my exactly. side. Because fundamentally, <laughs> fundamentally, this is a man thing, right? You're challenged to a fight. Yep. A fist fight, yep. right? Like, do you accept or not? I'll meet you right? at the football field at three forty-five after school. If man. you say yes, you yeah. gotta go. Yeah. Right. You gotta go and either you know win or lose. Otherwise, you gotta fight. You lose. You like, lose. If you don't show up to the fight, then you lost you that fight. Right, yeah. yeah. And if you if that fight was an extension of an argument, then you lost that argument. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever your position was, you are now wrong. If these politicians were really leaders, which they're not, by the way, if you know the definition of leader, uh, if they were really leaders, though, they would be the first ones to pick up a gun and go and join whatever war du jour they happen to be sponsoring. Azov Battalion. I, they're already you know, Nazis. I think that, uh, that uh, the, you know, what is one person out there, I believe, that could straighten this all out. 
and that's Vernon Supreme. <laughs> oh, okay. Not where I thought no, you were going with this, but only, all right. Hey, look, not only do the people in the United States need Vernon Supreme, they deserve him. That's true. Well, that's true. We deserve Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme is a very good clown, but he's also a socialist clown, and we ought to keep that in mind. I still, I, I don't know what I would do with my pony. Sell it, like I pony mean, meat. Oh, I'd have to pony up for that. Yeah, the first pony barbecue. Yeah, you can't sell a pony in that economy. You'd have Why to not? wait. Well, because like... the price of ponies has gone through the floor as soon as they were provided by the state. Yeah. Well, but someone wants two ponies. Or you wait. I mean, it's better than eating it. You wait until it becomes a horse. I know people who buy uh, food stamps. There's a market. Yeah. Rob, anything else? Yeah, I, I just want to end with something a little different, and that is, is that, you know, there's been this problem with homelessness. You know, across the United States, it's it's really kind of sad. But you know, I come to the, I thought about it today, and I said, you know, if they took that youth detention center that's over in Manchester mm-hmm. and got the kids out of there, mm-hmm. why not let the homeless people live there? I want to go back though to um, the uh, the things that I think are interfering with the real estate market, preventing. Uh, not just inflation, but like, but preventing people from being able to get into houses. Did I just snort there? Wow, Love was weird. it? Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, Good morning. I'm trying to remember remember all of them. Uh, Freddie Mac, Fannie uh, Mae, Fannie Mae uh, FHA. Okay. Uh, there's a few other ones that I can't think of, but those are the big three, I think. Uh, what these uh, things, what these acronyms do, is allow people who otherwise couldn't afford <laughs> property to be able to get into property and it encourages irresponsibility okay right uh we saw this in 2008 uh the housing collapse mm-hmm. right before that thing happened oh my gosh you could not get away from the commercials they were on the radio the television the internet everywhere about Bad credit, no credit, horrible credit, don't make any money, we don't care. We'll give you a loan and get you in a house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so, it's coming around again because, as right. noted earlier, <laughs> people can't afford to get into a house. Right. Right. So, so it's this never-ending cycle of, <laughs> oh, okay, the government overregulated. Now the government's going to step in and put out a program that you could qualify for. I hate that word, mm-hmm. qualify, because you're not really qualified. You're getting hornswoggled is what you're doing. Right? Well, the so, taxpayers are getting hornswoggled. Oh, the yeah. Home, the homeowner is getting a deal. Well, the, no, the ho- homeowner is getting uh, a property with which they cannot afford. Or the, not necessarily. Okay. Yeah, so they're picking your pocket with one hand, handing half of it to you with the other. Well, okay, if you want to talk about taxes, fine. But in general... Like right now, I could I could afford a mortgage for a much nicer place mm-hmm. than my rent. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, rent is higher than a mortgage, generally, generally speaking. But I don't. But I can't save up the down payment right. for a house on my own, right? But if I if I had zero down, right, and had lower payments on the mortgage than right. I have on my rent, I would be ahead, right, immediately, right, right. right. And at some point, because I now can afford it, I have more disposable income. I have I can make all the payments on the house for thirty years or whatever the term is, as long as I keep my job. You know, all things being equal, that's no longer the case. Uh, and just in the last year or two, when the interest you know interest rates or whatever were hyped Dep- faster were, than at any time in history. So, so, like right now, it used to be that uh, an individual making sixty thousand dollars a year. Uh, could qualify for a mortgage on something around the average price in the U.S. Okay. Right? So we're talking $250,000 property, okay. for example. Uh, that has now gone up to like almost $100,000. So unless you're making a hundred grand a year as an individual, you ain't even going to qualify for a mortgage. Right. Under, under standard banking laws. Right. Right. But you have these government programs, no money down, very low interest, and all of a sudden, people who couldn't qualify yeah. for a regular loan right, but, are now offered this. And if if they're in a similar situation as I am, 
can afford a house now. As I understand it, no, you can't, because without the 20% down, your mortgage now exceeds rent. Okay. Right, because you're putting no money down, it has to come out somewhere. No, it comes right? in the value of the home that I buy, and right. it may not. No, it I understand may not that. Be but, like the nicest home, on but the you're block. not going to get the the below rent mortgage rate without putting a substantial down payment. Um, right, dip- you're going to get you're going to get a mortgage that is either at or above what you're paying in rent because of the zero down. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. The reason you don't leave America is because the only thing worse than American domestic policy is American foreign policy. <laughs> it's true. Like you That's are in fact. danger here. It's a scientific fact. You are much more danger there, wherever yeah. there happens to be, depending on the whims of politicians. And I will bring. I don't know if I put this in the show prep or where I, you know, if it just I came across it. Um, there was a dude, and I forget where. Um, might have been South America, whatever. Yeah. And he was living in a cave for twenty six years, mm-hmm. and then the government found out, and they said, "Sir, yeah, you have not paid your taxes for twenty six years. Uh, you need to get out of that cave." Yep. And then you know. So the where can you go? Yeah. Right. In the middle of the wilderness, in a cave for 26 years, unmolested by the state. Yep. Right up until the point they found out. Yep. And then they immediately go and molest this guy. Like, oh, wait, we got to yeah. get this guy. He hasn't paid any taxes. In yeah. 26 yeah. years. Yeah. And, and I got to say, anyone who's like, well, if you're so worried about nuclear war, why don't you leave, does not comprehend the nature of nuclear weapons. Yes, like you can't run from a nuclear bomb. They bro. can put so much dust in the air that no plant gets to live. Yeah. And then we all starve. Speaking of living J- Japan's in Japan's fine. <laughs> Speaking of what? living Japan's in Japan's fine. No, Japan is not fine. There are- if you block out the sun, we all die. It, that I mean, that's generally the consensus. There are some some people who think that a uh, uh, you know a minor subset of people would survive underground for some period of time, depending on how fortified and how far down their bunkers are, or if they you know escape to like caves and stuff like that. Wishful uh, thinking. You know, they they may survive there. May this I'm is just, all may. I'm just M-A-Y. saying the only country that has been hit by nuclear weapons in modern history, right, is currently doing just fine. The country? Japan. Is it now? Generally, yes. Do you know anything about what's been going on in Japan? Yeah, they're, I mean, like if there's a, a, a financial disaster waiting to happen that's bigger than the USD, I think it's Japan. And you're saying that that's related to them being nuked in 1940s? Yes. <sighs> yes, their financial situation has everything to do with their unconditional surrender to the United States. Go on. Well, everything that has existed in Japan for the last 60 years has been the effect of their unconditional surrender to the United States and the position that that put them in in world economic terms. At one point in time, at least in the 80s, they were pretty high on the economic terms ladder, right? Like they're, they're, Relative they're, they're to the te- United States. They're a technological powerhouse. They'd, like, they're, there's not all these yeah. mutated children... Like running around Japan. And they're possibly going to die as a people based on the demographic shifts that have happened in their society. Because like we they nu- are in because a the bad United States way. nuked them in 1940. It's a big part of it, yeah. Like 80 years, they had 80 years to figure this out. And you're saying, like, because they were nuked, they shifted their own demographic yeah. and so, didn't alter their public policy in any way to accommodate for yeah, it. So Japan is, is fundamentally a warrior culture. And when you remove the army from the possibility of a warrior culture, then they have lost their identity. And once a culture has lost its identity, it can no longer effectively survive. And this has been the slow, painful death of Japan that happens when you take a warrior culture and tell them you're not allowed to have a military. Okay. Uh, 
Captain? I don't I don't know enough about Japanese culture to speak intelligently about that. What I can say is that Japan is a state just like every other country. Okay. Right? And it's making all the same horrible decisions that every other state is making. There's not a government on planet Earth that is not in debt. Okay. Well, then I would suggest <laughs> if that's the case, right, then the source of that yeah. is still not the two nuclear weapons that were dropped on Japan. I, it it might be they may have borrowed faster as a result in order to recover from the bombs. Okay. Right. So they may have gotten themselves into the, the monkey see monkey do of every other state where now it's a central bank and they borrow from it and they tax the people and yeah. all that kind of crap. It, it may have accelerated their debt because of their recovery. I, I don't sure. know that for a fact, but that's the only, I'm kind of grasping at straws here. That's the only thing I could think of was that they had to accelerate their borrowing to recover. And at least through the 80s technological financial powerhouse they certainly were i i know uh when computers were first coming out right apple IIe and ibm and all that kind of stuff it was japan japan was blazing the trail for the after rest of having the world. been bombed by two nuclear weapons yeah 40 yeah, years gonna, earlier i'm going to make the argument that they were not a uh, an economic powerhouse during the 80s it's simply that the american system was showing its cracks during that period of time that is where America went through the bust part of the cycle. Like a bunch of plumbers. Okay. Showing its cracks. <laughs> but still, the, the, the technology, right, at that time for, around the world was mostly coming out of Japan in, in a handful oh, of Oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely, they have been and continue to be a technological powerhouse for sure. Ah, uh, libertarianism. This is from uh, medium.com. The belief that personal freedom is the highest value, government intervention is the worst, and the free market is the answer to all problems. That is not what libertarianism is. No. Uh, just to make it clear, uh, this author sounds like he doesn't get it already. It yeah, sounds and, and good you'll in notice, theory, but in practice, it's dangerous and ineffective, according to this author. Yeah, and you'll notice... As with pretty much every critique of libertarianism, they never want to take on the non-aggression principle. I mean, for all of the stupidity of his arguments, Skeeter will at least take on the non-aggression principle. Yeah. Now, there's it's a really hard it's hard to argue against the the idea that is so intuitive that you figured it out in kindergarten. <laughs> it was kindergarten. taught to you in kindergarten. Yeah. For that matter. It's just it was taught to you in different words. Right. Yeah. But at least he tries to take on the actual idea, whereas something like this, they can't take on a simple, obvious idea that instead of hitting each other and threatening each other and stealing from each other, we should have voluntary interactions instead. They can't take that on. Instead, they're going to couch it in these terms of like, oh, well, you just think the market can solve everything. <laughs> and it's like, well, if by the market you mean voluntary human interaction, yes, I think that voluntary human interaction yeah. can solve any problem. I, 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 I Maybe I missed something because I thought I heard the same words that you guys said. Read that. Read what you said again. And then I, I want to know what specifically you guys take issue with as, as far as it being a part of libertarianism. Okay. Uh, well, so this author goes on. I'm, I'm, okay, I'll read the first paragraph again. The belief that personal freedom is the highest value. Okay. We good with that? Are we? Is personal are you, are you freedom the highest value? No. No, absolutely not. I, I don't think not. it's the highest value, but it is a value. Okay. So so that's that's part of the issue. And, and plenty of people don't like this about so libertarianism. So qualifying it as the highest value you object to. Absolutely. But personal Absolutely. freedom is high up there. Yeah, it is a value. Very high. Okay. But, yeah. All right. And, and this is one of the things that a lot of people hate about libertarianism is that, well, you don't have a suggestion of exactly what we should do. And you're right. So number so a libertarian can certainly have a value much higher than like service to God might be your highest value and you be a libertarian. Or maybe it's eating as much chocolate as you can possibly eat in one lifetime and that is your highest value. Both of those can exist in libertarianism. Okay. So number one, the belief that personal freedom is the highest value. That's yeah. All right. Government intervention is the worst. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, historically, anyway. 
Okay. Like it seems like I'm all. Of the, sure, I'm just making sure I of, heard what you said. All right of the, the first hugely time. bad stuff is a result of government, and to me, that makes it the worst. All right. If we're going to argue degrees, fine. We yeah. Can so argue far, degrees. that's that is the part that I agree with the most. And, okay. I have I have quibbles, but and I'm, the free market is the answer to all problems. N- no. It's not the answer to all problems. Well, I mean, we jokingly before the show went on the air was make you know jo- with Ernie Hancock's phrases, "Freedom's the answer." What's, What's the, the question? question? Right, right. And when you have freedom in the market to solve problems, that's uh, typically better than coercion. Yeah, like what do you mean by the free market? That's a fair if question. If you mean right. okay. if you mean voluntary human interaction, then yes, right, it is the solution to everything. Okay, not a government regulated market, which but is let, let's see not if the author free. defines it differently. Okay, uh, so then the author says, let's start by explaining what libertarianism really is, which I think we've just gone That's over. That's funny. I thought you already did. It's a political philosophy that advocates for minimal government intervention in economic and social affairs. I mean, any objections? Yes. Okay. Go on. Yes. Okay. So, first off, minimal is still existent. Understood. So, uh, number two, libertarianism as compared to voluntarism, which is the most libertarian thing. So, libertarianism argues that you should have less. Okay. Wherever you're at, you should have less government interference. I mean, even even the original declaration for the Free State Project, right, was limit the role of government to maximizing whatever, whatever, whatever. To like, no greater than, uh, well, whatever it was, defense, courts, etc. Whatever. And, and that like, and that gives us the minimal role of government. Well, my my even as defined by people who moved for the Free State. My Project. problem with this phrasing uh, is stuff like all right. Okay. Uh, it's it's a political philosophy that advocates for minimal government intervention in just these two areas, economic and social affairs. Right. I mean, uh, that's kind of a broad umbrella that could cover most things, but yeah. uh, human existence is far more than economic and social affairs. Granted, but even even again, the Cato's presentation of the freedom in the fifty states covers two areas, right? Personal freedom and and economic freedom. Like, yeah, those are the two. Those are the two big ones. When individuals are left to their own devices, inequality grows. Does it? Does it, though? Do you have evidence of this author? Well. And society becomes more stratified. What is stratified? Even if inequality grew, not my problem. Yeah. Right? If I put more work, more labor, provide more value to society, and reap the benefits of that, then you, tough. Like, there's no such thing as equality. Even, Even one man is not equal to himself on different days. Well how, said. Can, how can I be equal to anybody else? How can anybody else be equal to me? Like all of the time. You can't do that from an institutional perspective. Right. You can't even do it from a human perspective. So In equality fact, ought not be the goal. Correct. Yeah, there is only one way to make people equal. Kill them. Then they will all be equally dead. Um, Short of that, we will never be equal. Except, all politicians should be equal. Except we could have equal rights. And that right is unequal in its manifestation because we have different property i've done different things with my life than you have that gives me different rightful property than you just for our readers who don't know the meaning of stratified is formed deposited or arranged in stable layers or strata i'm gonna say for our hosts who don't know as well thank you our our host who didn't know (laughs) No, I, I'm unless you're unless you're also talking about me. No, I'm talking about me. Okay, I like I know why you looked like, it up, but like to me, stratified means oh, that guy's got a couple of uh, Fender Stratocasters. Okay, right? These are guitars, right? Yeah. He's stratified, right? You know, like, better yeah. than getting fendered. It, well, okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, the author continues: it's survival of the fittest, but instead of being on an actual strength, it's based on wealth and power. No, it isn't. Oh my gosh, this author is so mm, misguided. How is how is libertarianism based on wealth and power? Yeah, that's a tough sell even amongst modern libertarians who like, aren't the wealthiest people around. I could see how somebody uh, gets exposed to something like anarcho-capitalism, right? And and could be of the belief that it's based on uh, wealth. 
Okay. Right, because of the capitalism portion of anarcho-capitalism, sure. right? Uh, people will equate this to, like, the Ferengi from uh, all the Star Trek, uh, the, the reboots, uh, Enterprise, not Enterprise, but uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, that kind of a thing, where, like, the Ferengi are sort of the anarcho-capitalists, right? Okay. They're, they're guided by the rules of acquisition, and, like, all they care is they're about is their gold-pressed latinum bars, right? That's their number one thing that they care about is, like, how much money am I making and, you know, that kind of a thing. I so, mean, if you want to increase, like, your lifestyle... That's the way to do it. Yeah, you have to become wealthy to yeah. increase your lifestyle, yes. Uh, however, this author says it's based on wealth and power. Now, okay. I don't know what he means by power. It's clearly I, not power. I assume political power is what he means here. And if that's the case, then no, that's not what libertarianism is based upon. Yeah, this is a great argument if the only libertarians you've ever heard of are the Koch brothers. Which for a lot of people, that's it, because they're, they're the wealthy libertarians. They're the only wealthy libertarians that the general public can point at and go like, well, don't look at those libertarians. Right. It's nobody else. Like, we're, you know, the crypto bros maybe, but most of them are like in hiding. Right, yeah. Uh, and when the rich get richer, the article continues, when the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, it's not just morally bankrupt, it's also bad for the economy. Agree. And that's what's happening now. Like, he's yes. describing what's happening now, not what happens with libertarianism. There is literally only one way for the rich to get richer and the poor to get poorer, and that's with force. James O'Keefe releases bombshell undercover report exposing China's operation of a biolab in California. Okay. What could possibly go wrong? It would be called the American virus instead of the Wuhan flu. Right. It'd be called like the... Uh, instead of the American-run virus factory be, in China? In, instead of COVID, it's like avocado. Okay. <laughs> California roll. <laughs> Something like that. California virus toast. Uh, that one really gets me. Why Why is China operating a biolab in California like at all? Because they bought the land and set it up, and that's part of the American dream is that anyone's allowed to do that, even if it's a foreign national. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not legal. Go on. So, for example, uh, we have some pretty strict rules uh, regarding what kind of research you're allowed to do and okay. what you're not. Basically coming down to you're not allowed to make bioweaponry. Okay. And well, it's a bio lab. doesn't say they're exclusively using it for weaponry. Okay. They could be using it to come up with more number two stories for our Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. <laughs> I mean, okay. So the United States is generally more restrictive on scientific research than China. Fact. Okay. So if they were doing something so egregious, right, in the bioweapons, manufacturing, whatever, yeah, yeah. they ought just stay in China yeah. than raising ire in, in America. Yeah. And they know from the Wuhan flu right that if they develop it in china they can still distribute it in america wasn't all that difficult so i'm not i'm not overly concerned right you you have an international corporation with a with a facility in the united states sounds pretty reasonable to me how about this headline that uh, didn't make it in the mainstream media uh, joe rogan says anyone who tells him to trust the experts can hmm his hmm ah uh, yes, can perform right. uh, oral sex upon him. Okay. COVID taught him that the so-called experts are all bought and paid for. Yeah. I like. On one hand, I'd like to think that Joe Rogan knew that before COVID, but eh, it's his own statement. So. Joe Rogan is an independent thinker, right? On the one hand, he says some very libertarian things on occasion. Yep. And then he went and like endorsed Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I so I know. But I'd like to think that he was aware that the so-called experts are all bought and paid for ahead of time before COVID, right? Yeah. Like he he sort of had an inkling, had some clue prior to that. But well, if he didn't, well, more power to that's it. That's the transition from conspiracy theory to conspiracy fact, right? I have a gut feeling that isn't everything isn't on par, right? And yep. then COVID hits, and you go like, I knew it. Now that, there's, there's evidence. now there's evidence. Right. Okay. I don't need a gut feeling anymore. Now I have evidence. Uh, did you find the thing? I didn't. What, what are we talking about, Peakless? 
So this uh, this from the Federal Register. Proposal of special measure regarding convertible virtual currency mixing as a class of transactions of primary money laundering concern. Ah, the coin mixing apps. That's a whole lot of words. It is. is, It is. is So that's that's from the government. They don't they don't like being parsimonious. What's the layman's translation there? Uh, They are they are suggesting that they regulate cryptocurrency in this way. In in what way? How are they like? If you, my mix your, if you mix your currencies, yeah, through one of those currency blenders, sure, to hide the source or uh, endpoint, yep, right, then you are participating in money laundering. Oh, but isn't that what government does? It is. I see. Rules for thee, not for me. Exactly. Ah. And of particular concern to me on this one is uh, single-use wallets. So, for those of you not familiar with cryptocurrency technology, uh, there's this this thing called a wallet that, at some point, has to be a single-use wallet. Like, at first, there is a, a potential address that has never been used before, and there's an unbelievable number of these. And then, at some point, you use that address. And they are seeking to regulate that the use of that address. Right. Okay. The, the the single use of address because it creates an unnatural chain that obscures the origin of this money. Does it? Well, in theory. Okay. I mean, it, it can make it more difficult to track down where this money originally came from and whether it's one of these uh, uh, terrorists that uh, that had originally done it. Problem is... If they get the power to do this, they're just going to have the ability to stop new wallets from being made. Okay. Wow. So, that's powerful right there. Yeah. Okay. So the the rule that they are currently taking comment on, by the way, and uh, will be for another, uh, let's see, 50 some odd days, and I really hope as many people as possible tell them this is a bad idea. Is, is there somewhere you can direct our listeners to make a comment? Uh, yes, but it's, uh, probably easier to just Google convertible virtual currency. Okay. And then, uh, go to the, the federal register site. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com.